0: Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in now on Highland Radio. or back via the podcast. I'll just switch my phones off here. They're clicking away uh, as we get into the start of the show. As I say, this is your weekly roundup here. If you're listening live on Highland, welcome. or back via the podcast. Uh, later on the show, we're going to hear from Maureen O'Donnell. She was covering Terman's defeat to Ergil Cairn uh, yesterday in the first round of the Ulster Championship. She's going to give us a lowdown in the game where... A certain uh, Canavan lady hit eight out of 3.11. It's in the blood. Uh, I'll tell you what, tell you, that was uh, some performance. Stephen Casty here, I don't know if he ever hit eight in this time. He'll maybe update us on that. He's in studio. Uh, former Championship winner is going to give us uh, his take on yesterday's county final. John Gilday is coming along on Zoom and Ryan Ferry of the Donegal News, the man of knowledge himself, is going to give us his opinions. Now, Neve Connell, they're in seventh heaven. I don't know if anyone's listening now. They're probably out partying round Glenty's and Funtown, and good luck to them. Uh, listen, very, very uh, well-deserved uh, victory. Big victory yesterday uh, up on our site. We have interviews from Martin Regan, Man Match, Ethan O'Donnell, Captain Alton Doherty. We might even get to play them later. We'll see how the show goes. But um, the reason I'm saying that's a possibility is I'm fascinated to get the opinions of the lads here. Before we get into that, that 's just from... The weekend there, we had a couple of uh, final ones uh, in the uh, Junior A final. Robert Emmets, uh, a narrowest of defeats uh, to their neighbours in Convoy, won 8 to 12 points, well, well done to St Mary's. And Pettigo Senior C champions, uh, beating McCool's by a single point as well. Tight games indeed. In the Junior final, we've had an objection uh, by maville uh, to 16 players being on the pitch, uh, we're going to touch on that later on the show. I'll talk to Ryan, myself, and Ryan Ferry, of course. Uh, we're at that game uh, just before we get into it, lads. uh had a wee call from a man called Elvis Kieran Cevney, he was asking about you, Cass, from your former New York days. Of course, a big backer of mine. We have the charity ball coming up, and Kieran's a great man in, in your corner for that. Along of, of course, uh, you know Kieran Brogan, Terry Mcniff, you know you've you've Kieran uh, O'Donnell uh backing us up that Aiden Cannon, Alan Foley in, in the back room team friends. If I don't want to leave anybody out now, Al McCavit's come in. Cash, you obviously help out with your cocktail experience. But yeah, listen, Kieran was just on. He was awesome for you and of course good memories from New York. Yeah, good lad Kieran.
1: That was a good boy. Good footballer. That'd be not a bad footballer too. Yeah. Um he was our tough, tough number eleven old style. You know what was good was having a Roscommon man playing for us out there? Ah, uh, for Donegal. When I played out there with Donegal in New York. He was our number eleven, yeah. great player, good yeah. footballer. And then when we come back with the New York squad in 1999 to play in the Connor Championship, Kieran and myself on the squad. So, ah, good fella. Yeah. I need to tell him I said hello.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, be listening in, Kieran. That's that's a shout out to you. Always listening in New York. Great to see it. But if people listen all over the world, Stephen, I'm going to stay with you because it was double double hit yesterday. The club was going up in both finals. I'd have to say, of course, congratulations to Aru, Aru, of course, of their. There A couple of interviews from the lads, Brian Gillespie, their manager there, up on the site as well. And your bro, Kevin, his last day in the green and white. And he, he almost pulled off a, a goal at the end. That'd be chance, uh chance, uh, Stephen. And, and listen, good we're going in as favourites to
1: the game, but it got the day off to a bad start. Yeah, you know what? Kevin, when he's in the square, he'll always offer you something. But you know what, Brendan, it's probably anyone that asked me about the games this week, I really fancied their chances in the reserves. Very good reserve squad. I think they froze a bit. They, they they couldn't hold the ball, they were you know they were been dispossessed quite easily. It was strange, really strange because a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of those boys have good experience, and I would say three or four of them should have been the senior squad. So it's, it's really I think that was a hard one to take and a bad start. I think when you have two teams in the final, I think if you won the first one, it gets a bit of a lift. You yes. know what it does lift the crowd, it lifts you know the senior boys coming out. They get the high five off the lads. They get to talk about, not talk, but they meet each other. And you know the vibes there. There's a wee bit of a buzz going, but it was a bad start. It was a very, very bad day in the end. Yeah, there was a great
0: colour up there. We I mean, mentioned it there. You know the the day we're blessed with the day. You know you, you look at the Damien Weber. He was given Man of the Match. Has one one the second half. That goal and the point straight after. That was a difference ultimately in the end.
2: Yeah, and it was a it was a cracking goal. To be fair to him, um, he played really well, and I think I think he got Man of the Match in, in the game and well deserved. And, yeah, in fairness to Arua, you know, I, I happened to be passing by the by the Donegal GA Centre on Friday Friday night and I seen, a, um, I seen Arua out training and there was a lot of bodies there and, uh, you know, they did very, very well. Because, you know, as Stephen was saying, you would have fancied Guidor with some of the names they had in their team sheet. But, you know, Arua... Have, Put in a lot of work at, at with their second team and you know, there's definitely some of those players, you know, that were showed great pace and you know, dynamic play, and I would say it mightn't be too long before some of them make the step up.
0: Yeah, that 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 was the thing, I suppose, that what Brian was saying, the manager after bring Gillespie, on about the the progression of the team. You know, we are in a club on the way up. Uh certainly, and You you look at their performances in senior, you know, they're, they're trying to get things right. They've won well, they've won the reserve. So, listen, fair play to Liam again. I'd say there's a big party down in Sham Town there. Cass, listen, win or lose, the Grower Boys <laughs> always have a bit of crack. I met a few of them after now, but, Cass, you know, outside of that, you know, we always still have to have a, a you know, we have to always have a look at things in a, in a in a, in that type of manner, but certainly from the get-go yesterday, Cass, it really looked like you had a, perfo- a, 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 a secure, polished Niamh uh, 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 Connell team uh, causing all sorts of problems. Problems from your lads, and right from the start, you know the, the 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 lead that they opened up, the way they attacked your kick out, and that there was a real fear that you know this isn't going to be our day.
1: They they do the homework very well, Brendan. Um, you could tell they worked on it. I think they really pressured young Daryl Roberts, and they pushed up, and they just choked Guido really from the off. I think the one when they won the, the throw-in, and Thompson drives at like that, you seen that there was something different about them. I definitely think there was something different about them. They had a different plan. You know, usually, we we'll always joke about it. There's a blanket defence. They sit in. They didn't sit in yesterday, but I think, Brendan, there was a massive difference in the fitness of both teams. I think, did you see the warm-up? Mm. you see the intensity? New Colin warmed up. I just knew right away. I said, I said, there's something not right here. I just felt it. Also, the fitness and the conditioning, they're a different level, do we? Mm. I have to say it. And,
0: Cass, where, where is that coming from? You, you look at, you know, you're, you're just a few years off your last title. You know, the, the, the famous Ulster and, of course, the, the final of the trilogy the following year. You know, that's 2019. So in that time, I know personnel and different things and there's been immigration, but, I mean, what you're talking about is different. You're on about fitness and strength and that. Is that just the continuity
1: of Neve Connell or what's happened to Gordor that they haven't kept pace with it? If you look at the, uh, the team there, Wayne Michael has gone to London now, Michael was giving a good hand there with Mervyn. He had that the following year, you know, with the trilogy. And then it changes. The management changes. A lot of players go. There's a bit of a joke now at the minute. What's the immigration in Glenties? How far did they go? Is it McCool Park and Back? Because they don't seem to leave, you know. And there's a lot of our good old boys. Had a bit of a, what we call it, a kind of summer siesta. There's five or six of them away for seven weeks. I don't know if you know that. I think with Gary McFadden away, Kieran Gillespie. Nell Frail, big players, just wanted a bit of a break, enjoy a bit of life. And listen, that's good. And, you know, one guy said to me a few weeks ago, I told him a story, what I heard about Glantys in the preparation, and he said, they can't have any fun in their life, Stephen. I said, guys, their fun is going up those steps and going back at it year after year and wanting That's their fun to be. Mm. You know, it's okay going to pubs and going away for weekends and going away for a couple of weeks in the summer. Yeah, life's good. You want to go up the steps? You have to put it on. Ryan, Ryan, it's
0: very interesting. We've talked about this before the balance between you know, young boys enjoying their life and the way the season's set up that you can go away now. And I know it was a big bugbear at St. Unions this year. The players went away. May and Main went away. And you look at, say, if you look at it, if you look at everything this cast is saying there versus Neve Connell, a lot of teams of players away, none of their players. Well, I, well, I know Young McGettigan went away. He picked up an injury. I think there was one other player away, but he was back early. Uh Ryan, right. so you know, there's there's that buy-in as well on top of everything else that, that uh means that when you get the crunch times of the season, you have a very formidable force that's all been in the you know, from, from winter time training together and bonded together.
2: Yeah, like and, and you know that, that I asked Roland McNeilis about that in the at the press conference and the lead up, Brendan, and he, he admitted that it was chaos in June and July, you know, with so many players away and you know not easy to keep the, the show on the road and in fairness, you know, you know, they did well in the championship to get as far as they did, you know, like you know, the men dropping in and out, you know, Kane Mulligan was away, Dar Wheel was away and then he came back and they seemed to gather a bit of momentum. But, you know and like I I agree with both of you, you know, it's about trying to find that life balance about, you know, really pushing with your sport and maybe seeing a bit of the world and, you know, doing things that you want to do. But I suppose the reality is that when when Guido had chaos on the training field in June and July, I bet you Neve Connell didn't have it. Like yeah. you know, and and they were, you know, they they were really driving. And, and even you know, you look at like I think they I think of the twenty players that Neve Connell used yesterday. Ten of them are in their thirties, you know, but their conditioning is excellent, and you know they're really putting in a, a big push. And you know, like you, you know, you mentioned St. Union's a few fellas went away again, despite striking the right balance, and that—that's not saying that if everybody stays at home, you're going to win championships. It's not like that, and you know, Neve Connell, like Neve Connell pointed out, that, that big Kieran Gallagher is away, and you know, he was super county minor and was a big part of that team, and he's a player that that, that did leave, um, but at the minute, they have got a real good culture in Neve Neve Connell, and you have to really earn. Uh, a starting place in that team, like the youngest player in that starting team for Neve Connell yesterday was Oren Doherty, who's twenty three. Mm. You know, like that's you know nobody nobody younger than that is able to break in. You know, it 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 shows like uh, at an inter-county level, you nearly break any e- earlier than you would to the Neve Connell team. Mm. So
0: yeah, yeah, and Brian, that's some interesting points. And and f- for from that, I suppose that four big teams, that we had a few years ago, which any of them you'd have thought in any given day could beat each other. It really looks like now, and people are talking about it too, if you look learn. at this season, really, Neve Connell are, are a good step ahead of everybody. I mean, let's, let's be honest about it, in terms of how they've taken teams apart. And even though they only beat Unions by a couple of points, say they've been by far the most you know sleek outfit. And we talk about tactics and continuity and now everything. You know, they look as if they're getting better and better, which is a real danger. And that's why I say to you, Stephen, around where Godore are, you know, you know, you look at Godore's performance yesterday in, in terms of, Eve Connell, and, and everything was right about them. Every line was right. You know, 11 scores and, and how they sat and, and broke and how they pushed up in your kickouts and that. It was real like
1: a a complete performance, but that's what we've seen in the last number of games from them. Well, to be honest, to be I think in the last couple of games have started bad, or they've had little spells where they maybe fallen out of the game. It clicked. Very seldom that happens to be that it clicks. Everything clicks. And from, I think, one ten six six forward scored 110... When we see that again in the county final, all your forward score and they contribute one Phenomenal. And listen, it, it's out of the hard work they do. It's how they work for each other. It's how they put in the effort. The V, I think the team that won three in a row, the units team, probably the best team I'd seen, has gone now. Mm. That's team's the best club team I've seen.
0: No, I don't agree with
1: you. Ryan, listen, we that
0: subject before we get around here between me and Cass. <laughs> But listen, I, I think it's a different football now. Yes, the tactics now... I thought I think you have to nearly park, and it's the same with county football. I and mean, you have the before the blanket defence and the fitness levels, which we've just touched on. There, you have football before that, and then you have after. It. And I even think that football was still in that phase. If you look at it now, everybody's playing their own version of it. But key to that there is is the the tactics, the fitness, the strength, the setup. Everything has to be in the row. It's, it's getting more and more like you'd see a county team, and that's if you look at Neve Connell, they're very much like a county team in terms of all those things that I mentioned.
2: Yeah, and, all, and there's one other element of that, and that is football intelligence. And they have that in abundance. Like, you're looking at, you know, John O'Malley and Brendan MacDyre, you know, they're not lightning-quick corner forwards, but they very, very rarely pick the wrong pass. Look at the look at the ball inside from Brendan MacDyre to Ethan O'Donnell for the Charlie McGuinness goal. Like, you know, it just opens the whole thing up. And there's so many players like that. Anthony Thompson, Kieran Thompson um Ethan O'Donnell the Doherty's uh, Jack McKelvey's very like their decision making you know when to shoot when to lay it off to the man in, in in the better position when to press in on somebody to set a trap like there was was it one of the kickouts early on went to Sheen Ferry and like it was under huge pressure like and they just really seized in on it mm. and like like that They've they've so much going for them, and they don't well, have.
0: You have a man, mark Alton, Doherty, and he's as good as you'd see. You know, you're looking at twice now. I mean Dara O'Boyle was going on as probably good worst me player. The last day it was Niall O'Donnell, and you just look at Alton, and he is ready for them type of challenges. You know, and you have all these guys. As you can say, he can do this job, he can do that job, he can do that job, and then in the collective, then when they get it, as you say, the composure on the ball is it's a very very difficult thing to unlock. You know. Mm.
2: Yeah, and like Alton Doherty uh, is a great story, you know, like he missed he got injured he should, in the twenty twenty one county final and you know, probably in a probably in a different club, you know, they maybe would have been rushing him back. And in fairness, you know, and he caught I know he came on against Carrigan last year in Ulster, you know, but they gave him his time so that he could recover, you know, as well as he can. And like you look at him, like how often does it take players a couple of seasons to get back to their best? And he, he is at his he is right at it at the minute. He's super fit. He's in great shape. And he, like as you say, you know, he's blocking off players, you know, he's putting the Niall Donalds and the Darrow Wheels onto their weaker foot at all times. And you know, they've they have those man markers, they've got the quick transitional players and you know, they're not missing much in front up front either.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed. And I think John Gulde has joined us. John, are you there?
3: Um, yeah, no, I was busy listening to you extolling the virtues of, of Neil Connell, so I was quite happy to let you guys talk.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were doing all the praise yeah. in the John, and I'm sure you want to join in and, and congratulate the boys on that.
3: Ah, yeah, listen, it was, it was another amazing achievement. Um, this one, I would say, is particularly special because, you know, as as Cass alluded to earlier on, you know, we, we beat three of the Big Four, us being the fourth of the Big Four, so, you know, we left one behind us and I believe, you know, that's the way the club feels against St. Union's a couple of years ago, when we did the same thing, we did a good Kilkar Gidor and then came up short against a good Union's performance on the day. So I think it was important that, you know, they laid down that marker and, um, you know, beat the the so-called big three to to claim the title, but it was a very polished, accomplished performance. You know, I, I felt in a way, and I, and I don't mean to be in any way condescending to gidor because I know they're a very proud club, but it's a, it's a young side. Um, A lot of young players coming through the under-21s. And, you know, in in, in the word of of Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. And I think from a football perspective, you can train all you want, but you don't know how intense Niamh Connell are until you actually face them on a championship day, particularly a final day. And then the way they came out of the gates, left Gidor chasing, probably altered their entire game plan. And we all know, and we've all played in games where It just gets away from you. And a couple of crucial moments where, you know, Niamh Connell were flying, kicking wonderful scores. um, And then Guido went down the far end, maybe dropped the ball wide, kicked a free wide. Everything they needed to go right didn't, um, which was unfortunate for them. And then on the other side of the equation, you know, some of the best scores I've seen in McCool Park, you know, were hit on Sunday. Um, And that's what I was hoping for. And I said it to you on Friday night or on last Monday night was that I, I was hoping Dave Connor were going to come out and go at this. And as I said to you before, I think they are very, up until this point, and now what will happen is that the pendulum will swing the other way um, and there'll be platitudes everywhere. But I, I think that they're a very underrated football team. And Ryan again mentioned it, their football intelligence, everyone from goalkeeper, when I mean the goalkeeper ran 70 yards at one stage, uh McGraw, which always caused me caused me great anxiety, but no bother to him. Right up the corner forward, right on to the guys that came on, are all superb ball players, comfortable on the ball, are able to work within the system, but then play off the cuff when it when it's called for, and then backed up that with, with Im- immense physicality, speed and power, and, and you know, it was it was the best Neve Connell f- performance I've probably seen uh since the Godore trilogy. Um, I think they really came out and they really went at it and unfortunately, you know, things didn't go right for good or on the day.
0: Yeah. And John, I have to ask you, you know, Cass mentioned if we because up the steps is where the joys at. I was watching them bouncing about in the trailer there in Glendy's Main Street. <laughs> there was a lot there was a lot happening there as well. Cast let me tell you. John, I want to take you up on something there. And it's a it's a big thing and we've talked about this so often, right? About tactics, right? About negative blanket defence, right? Now here's where I'm coming from that. I'm I'm interviewing the boys after the game yesterday and I was quite, you know, enthused by it because of how they went after the game. Now and that's what I'm getting at, and people might think, oh because the neutrals will be coming to me about how the game is played and this and that. I'm much more afraid of that, Neve Connell team, if I'm speaking from a union's perspective, than the one that played St. Units. Because I'll give you a scenario now. Niamh Connell completely bossed that game. If Shane O'Donnell had to put that ball properly high in the box, someone could have fisted it. Unions could have stole that game from a game Niamh Connell completely uh, 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 bossed. So m- my thought is that that's why for years I was thinking that element to be seen yesterday, I think Niamh Connell can basically do that to anybody. Now, I know Grand The All-Star is different, you're going to protect, but John, do you not think if they played pretty much... And th- all right, we keep talking about Patton's kickouts, but do you not think they could have played a lot like they played against Gidor, uh, uh they could have done that to St. Julian's.
3: Yeah. Listen, they played a lot like that this year. They were much more open and out there this year. Like, if you look at the Kilcarra performance, again, it was, they really pushed on. They went at it. Well, St. Julian's are a unique conundrum in the sense that Patton is such a valuable weapon. But, like, I would flip it around a bit now in the sense that, is it is it so, is it very much that the Glenties are dictating that negative type strategy against St. Julian's? Or is it the very fact that St. Units to a certain extent are dictating it as well in the sense that they're keeping the ball, rotating the ball. And it's kind of six of one, half a dozen the other. And ultimately what has happened in the last couple of years, New Connell have done it better. But, um, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping that this game and this season will dispel this, you know, attitude of New Connell just play this blanket defense and don't do anything else. And again, I said it last Monday. You know, they use their defence as a launching pad and then they go at it, and their, their transitional play and, you know, speed of transitional play is exceptional. So, you know, if, if other teams will come out and play, Neve Connell are more than willing to come out and play as they've shown. And the other thing is, if you look at the, you know, the St. Eunan's St. Arua game uh, in the quarter final, and Neve Connell, I can assure you, weren't involved in that in any way, shape, or form, and that was dire stuff. So, I think maybe sometimes we over-egg the pudding and say, well, Neil Connell, and they dictate this and dictate that. Niamh Connell have proven that they will play what's in front of them. And we were, were never going to play the way that St. Euron's were going to play. Um, and just like Kilcard, don't necessarily play that way either. So it's an interesting one, but I do think that they've proven that whatever's in front of them, whatever style it plays in front of them, they have enough intelligence and enough quality in the team that they're able to adapt. And, you know, as I said before... The system overshadows the quality of player that's available in Leve Connell right now. There's there's anyone of those six or seven of those players are Ard county players. And in any club, if you have that level of depth and you have a wave of of young lads coming through there and you've seen some of them coming on yesterday, young Caleb McGill came on and kicked a wonderful score. So, you know, Regan has adapted. He's changed. He, you know, they adapt and, and move the goalposts every year and that makes them a difficult proposition to, to play against. And long may I continue. Yeah, indeed,
0: John, you're right, and we have to say again, Martin Regan, absolutely phenomenal stuff. He's he's put in such a time there. Neve Connell, and as I said at the start, they're in seventh heaven, seventh final in a row, seventh championship, uh, one, and indeed they'll be having a great night down around Glenties and time We're going to take up some more talking points on the game, include including of course Neve Connell's foray into Ulster now against the uh, the Cabin champions. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back, boys. We're going live. Joe Dex is here producing as ever good man, Joe, keep us right. Uh, we're we're warbling away in the background, boys, having a good old DL debate. We we should just be recording all this and we'll we'll put it out later. Sometimes you get the better mm. stuff uh off air. Lads, I was just mentioning there the call now representing uh Donny into and in the Ulster. And Ryan, good luck to whoever's gonna take this team on. Uh I'm sure the Gauna boys looking at that video and probably looking at previous videos will be saying this is going to be some test. It's up in Cavan. They're back-to-back champions. Posted a ho- huge score themselves against Kingscourt yesterday. And but you think, Ryan? You know, th- we talk about some of the the giant teams uh, that are in Ulster. Of course, New Connell won't be looking past this game. But certainly, Ryan, for any side that they come up against in Ulster, they, they're they're ready. They're going to they're going to be hard to beat.
2: Yeah, they are now. Scotstown are going to say, think the same, and Cross McLean are going to think <laughs> the same. And Cillcuyan, like in fairness. You know, to to do to make an impact in the provincial club, you have to be a well seasoned team, and you have to have some ups and downs in the Ulster club championship. And Neve Connell have had all that, you know, so like that, you know, Goyna, as you say, they steamrolled to the title yesterday, but they were six two down at a stage in the game, and you know they turned it around in the first half. And I think one of their county players, Conor Brady, went off injured, and after about fourteen minutes, it'll be interesting to see. Where's he, where he's at, like, knowing they've got a couple of very good forwards like Connor Madden, Cian Madden, Oshin Pearson would have all played for Cavan. Now, the other hand, a lot people would have said that Cavan hadn't got great forwards uh, at county level. Mm. So, you know, will leave Connell be fit for them? Like, I, I think it's a good tie, and you know, will be, you know, if they win that, it's the Derry or Tyrone champions. Both those finals are on this weekend. Probably clear favourites in, in both both those finals and Waddy Graham's and yeah, Eric Kieran, yeah. but it mightn't play out like that. You don't you don't know, but I I, I think you know this Neve Connell team now will be really really targeting Ulster. I think they'll they'll think they're well primed for it. It's not going to be easy to win it because as we said a lot of quality teams, but they'll be disappointed how they got on last year against Carrigan and Corrigan Park. Just game the left behind them, no doubt about that. And you know, a couple of weeks now, they'll enjoy themselves for the next couple of days, and then is get back it, to it. Is it the likes of
0: that Carrigan game a game where they didn't maybe put the game completely to bed with that attacking element? Like, right, that's, listen, I'm I'm what I'm I'm praising they've come because I think they're they're a, a serious serious force going forward if they really go after uh, teams. Is that something in that game that that you learn from that that if they're in a position they'll put going away?
2: Yeah, like like as you said, it was a a last minute goal, wasn't it? They took it to extra time last year. For Corrigan like so there is always that threat now the one thing I would say is maybe Corrigan Park is maybe a little bit different to some of the other county grounds you know there's not the same kind of vast space that definitely you'll get in Breffney Park yes. now, I'm, I'm saying that presuming and dangerous to presume things that that the game will be in Breffney Park mm. Um, in th- three weeks time I'm not sure about that but if it is I think it'll suit Neve Connor, like they went up four years ago played Castle Rahan up there and won quite comfortably, um, so i i would be i would be tipping them to make the Ulster semi final anyway.
0: Yeah, some tight teams in there. Cash, you know, you mentioned Cross Maclean. Uh, I was chatting to Aaron Kearney going back to what we talked about at the start of the show that he read the act the cross boys because from his time, he was talking about the commitment It was just totally year, and boys were oh I'm away this weekend away and he was like boys that's not happening. You know either we're all in or we're not. And 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 your own fore f- f- he's going in the Ulster and we're talking about... Football from times gone past, because you you know, up in that time you're on a bit be Michael Boyle, and that not set up properly. That's the difference now. And you've Conor Laird, you know,
1: re- they'll be ready for any challenge. They'll have the homework done. I have a funny feeling to be, and I know none of them will admit this, Martin Regan. Especially, I think they've been aiming for this. I think that hurt last year. I watched the game on television. They left it behind twice, why? Extra time, they went up, and then they sat back and let. Carrigan hold the ball and it was a I think it was a kind of Hail Mary outside yeah. the boot yeah. was it from the full back was it corner yeah. back and it landed a great score two good penalties and then that's a pure lottery defeat I honestly think they're planning for this I think they're planning and I think the way they're, they can change their game now I think they've adapted to this and I think they're thinking now let's go in. we will have to use the blanket against Koo if, if, if they get through in Breffney which I think they will Honestly, I honestly think they do I don't know much about Gowdak. you have them going all about the Ulster final out, well Davey that's one that we've got <laughs> hanging over them they can't you know, I know they're in seven finals oh, we we, go, it's we one go. we've got they have to come up and take that you yeah, know, man.
0: there's not many people alive you don't have that over now for, yeah. for, it's from 1975 up at the U's uh, John, John your, your your thoughts on the, on your club going the Ulster have we lost it? I think John we've lost you there Maybe he's uh, headed for uh, Glendys to jump with The Leos are one of them. <laughs> <dogs>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, uh, good luck to him. I think we just lost John there. Listen, always good to chat to John. And, and, and Cass, just just on that there, you know, the way Sides are set up now and, and some of the teams as in Ulster, they have the experience. And that's what, I, you know, you look at different Sides going in there and you need to have that kind of continuity. You know, but they've called now seven finals in a row. They left a game behind them there last year. They've been to the Ulster final. They've, they've been there a couple of times, you know, and and those players, as Ryan mentioned, they're all still there. So it's not as if you have addressed them in any kind of situation now. They, and and that thing's that's a quite strong element to have. To say right, we have we have resolution in us that no matter what happens, is well, our team, what pitch, what ground,
1: you know, we 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 were able to deal with this. I think they're an ideal team to have a crack at it. Uh, I suppose when you look at them, uh, they be you can talk at the other teams, and in around in Ulster. Yeah, they're going to prepare. Prepare well. You're looking at Waddy Grahams as one of the big players. Uh, Kilku, very, 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 very top-class side. Kilku actually went down with us, doing a bit of work down in Guidoor and looking for a bit of info that time. <laughs> the thing and yeah. I don't think they get too much of us. But um, <laughs> uh, Listen, I think this is their chance this year. This is their big year. There's no point in saying they'll go back next year. I think this is their big crack at it. Let's see how it goes. I think they've got a good one. I know it's away for, down in Brefney. I heard Regan saying that they'll try and make it a home match. They'll bring a big support, which they always do. I think they're going to give us a real rattle this year. It'll be interesting to see how they get on there. Yeah, but as you mentioned, Brian, there's some serious powerhouses out there
0: that would have even more experience. Again, you're talking about all Ireland champions and, and sides like that in there. So listen, whatever happens at every game, I think it'll be a ding dong. But you have to come through, you know, the tightest of tight games against the best teams in the province it's not a assignment they can't do but I think of all the teams looking at it Ryan they're by far the best equipped in the county to do that
2: yeah like it's a fantastic competition because if, you know everybody's going in as county champions everybody's on a high everybody's thinking they're invincible you know and we're going to find that 8 out of 9 teams aren't you know so like you know as we talked about it I suppose Neve Connell have had a tough route. You know, they played St. Union's in the group, they played Glenn Swilly in the group, you know, then they had um uh Kilcar and then St. Unions again and the Guidor, so you know, they've conquered all around them in Donegal and the big thing now is is, is keeping everybody fit. Like I I am I'm, I'm thinking back did Anthony Thompson not play or, or went off injured against Carrigan last year. You know, if they can keep everybody fit and on the pitch, you know, they've great trust in their players you look, look at the players that didn't even get on yesterday, Dermot Malloy, you know, Daniel Gade was a county under-20 player this year, Marty Boyle, you know, those fellas will all be pushing as well, they'll all want to play in, in Ulster, you know, they've got their floodlights up now, you know, the players themselves were played a key role in that and fundraising for it, driving it on behind the scenes, you know, so, you know, the floodlights were for preparing for Ulster club championships and... I expect him to give it a good go.
0: Yeah, one-time football, cast, That's that's the thing. You know, everything changes. There's a and again that experience you come back to as, as Ryan was saying there now. You know, everything's you you're thinking that this has been lined up for this that they've actually been preparing to to have an assault on Ulster because Ryan. I suppose, Cass, when you think about it now, you know, so many finals now and so much success recently. Like the next step, and I said that, and as I say to, to Martin Regan and and the guys yesterday,
1: you know, the next step for this team is an Ulster title. It has to be, Davey. I mean, seven finals. You said they've won seven now. They've got a seventh. You can keep coming back to the well, and I think he's lucky. I heard him saying that most managers go chasing players and asking players not to go away. Regan says they just keep coming back. Time after time, he doesn't chase them. They want it. They're they're driven. What more do you want than an Ulster? You've got players like that and a squad that they've got, and I think they're going to give it a real go. I think they're, they're in a great position. They're really well-conditioned. They're well-coached, Davey. Very well coached, like watching their back. I heard I read today in the paper, I think the Donegal news. Um, I think it was AJ saying, Got a hand at the back room team, yeah. They really had us ready for this. They covered every single base and they prepare us so well for whoever we're playing against. I think they're, they're, they're honestly the next best thing to a county team, mm. so they're going to give it a real crack. That's it. And someone who did give it a crack there
0: and come up short is Maville around uh, right the junior championship. We've seen them an objection launch, myself and myself were covering. The game, right, and whenever we see things, I guess, you know, I was thinking, you look at what Narasif put on, they won this title, and you think, right, you get across the line, and then the objection coming. in, I'm not taking any from Evolve, rules are rules, but that always gives you a wee bit of a feeling in the pit of your stomach, you know, a technicality, you know, a player was on the pitch for a certain amount of time, there was an injury, you know, so there's an objection in, right, and it'll be with the CCC in terms of what's the next move, but the objection is in.
2: Yeah, the objection is in. and as you say, it, it's it's not the way, you know, any, anything would want to play out. And uh, you know, we were we were at the game, we were commentating on the game. You know, great was,
0: commentary by the way, by yourself, I must say.
2: There, you know, there were there was confusion over a substitution. A man was injured. You know, listen, it's it's hard to say too much on it. You know, was there was there sixteen men on the pitch? Was there fifteen men? There was a lot of confusion at the time. Um now the man that was injured didn't get involved in the play. Yeah. And and there's you know, there's different people that are saying about time periods and that, you know, and, and there's people that have wrong information on that. Yeah. So, you know, the CCC hopefully will be able to tidy cleared it. up. Clear it up.
0: Cleared up. Sorry, I mean, we've seen it with 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 and Glenn last year, there was eventually there was a replay actually warranted and then Glenn pulled out of that because of that type of thing right I don't think that, but you know, technicalities are very strange ones, unless it is a massive bearing. And we see, obviously, from the Kilcare Neve Colin shoot shootout a few years ago, there's a fine handed down. So, listen, remains to be seen that. We'll leave that in the hands of other people to decide. Uh, for now, lads, that was a brilliant roundup. Thank you so much, uh, Stephen Cass, Ryan Ferry, and of course, John Gilday there for your input, lads. We'll chat just as the season goes on and uh, say we wish they've gone all the best. In Ulster, we're going to speak to Maureen O'Donnell. After this break. Yes, welcome back. Now we turn our attention to the Ladies Ulster Championship. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Maureen O'Donnell. Maureen, how are you this evening?
4: Not so bad. How are you getting on? Not so bad, but not right,
0: huh? s- Yeah, listen, you're a terrible lady. And yesterday, Mo, things didn't go well in uh, the first round of Ulster. You were up covering the game. Um, I heard you just on the way in, Mo, because I had to get up kind early. So I heard, heard the first updates and that, but... Listen, it was a game. Never uh, looked the term never looked like they could win.
4: No, they actually didn't. Uh, well, truth be told, they didn't really. Um, especially after the first, you know, the first quarter was over, Ken, it kinda was all Eric Kieran. after that, you know. Um Ah uh, it's really disappointing, I suppose, for the Girls themselves, you know, they're really good contenders. You know, talk about a team that have contended Ulster over the last uh, 10 years, like um, 13 years. Um, You know, they've been really, really good. Um, I suppose you could say that was their eighth appearance yesterday in Ulster. Hard to believe. They have two Ulster titles. You know, they've been runners-up five times. And, of course, then they went out of the the quarterfinals yesterday in in that disappointing manner, Uh, uh, you know... um, what can you say? It's it is disappointing from a term point of view and from my own point of view watching it, but they just never seem to get into it, Brendan, at any stage, you know.
0: Yeah. And listen, we, we have to obviously mention Canavan. You know, as soon as I seen the name, I text him and I It's like who's what where does she come in the <laughs> so that's uh Tommy, the current Erigo Kearn uh man's captain. Uh, would be she'd be a niece of, of Peter. Uh yeah. her performance yesterday, Mo, was it one of the best you've seen?
4: Well listen, uh... How would I sum it up, um I suppose in terms of the overall team performance, they had a really good um team performance all round. Now she obviously had three 8 so she would come off as a player that you know was phenomenal yesterday. She's actually very consistent free taker, um very cool and calm and collected in front of goal, uh you know an excellent leader on the field, and as she says like she's the niece of you know legendary Peter Canavan, where do you go for the footballers in her blood? Um, she also, he also had another niece there, Claire Canavan, the captain, and she was playing at half back as well. And Anya Hart, who is Peter Canavan's daughter, was actually on the line. She should have been playing. She was playing in the 2015 game against Terman and the Ulster quarter final that, and the Ulster semi final that year. Um, but she had injured herself five weeks previous. Brendan, she was out with an ACL injury. So, you know, uh, they had lost a big player as well, but. Like like back to Maria Canavan and her performance. Like you have to look at the scores. Like they got three eleven. Terman got two four yesterday. Three uh, eight of the three eleven came from that one player. But of course, three six were from spot kicks. Brendan, if you get what I'm saying. Sure. And, and yeah, two other points were from from were from play from two other as one one a substitute and one the corner forward as well. So you know, was it was the, di- was the uh, discipline
0: it, in the tackle move? The, exactly. The biggest thing, then.
4: Exactly, like you know, but Termon were under severe pressure and defence because um, Eric Kieran were pressing forward on them the whole time, pressing on their kickouts and attacking, like and very fast as well. So you know, you end up when you have a March woman like that, and when you have a, a consistent free ticker like that, you try to maybe minimise the damage in front of the goal. You, you look then at the scores. Termon got Termon got six scores yesterday, six scores on target, whereas uh, Erigal Ciaran had 14 scores on target, Brendan. You know, Ergil Ciaran scored two two from play, Terman won one from play, but like both, when you weigh it up, two scores each from play. Mm. So it was a funny game. Like whilst there was nine points in it, N- Terman were nine points adrift in the first half and they ended up 10 points adrift in the second half. There was one stage... They could, the scoreline didn't really reflect what was going on out in the field, if you get what I'm saying. And there was one stage of the game, and this was really the turning point, I think, for Erigil Ciaran, is that uh, Kieran McGarvey got a penalty, I suppose, which will level things up. At that stage, one three apiece and you know it sailed, or one one two apiece and it sailed over the bar. And at that stage, then it was a slippery slope for Terman. You know, um, they ha- they of course had two girls in the sunburn in the first half, one in on the 20th minute and then one in on the 27th minute. Uh, that didn't help things and you know they were done nine points down, but you would have thought Termin could have come out maybe in the second half and maybe improved on that. But it seemed to just go from bad to worse for them yesterday and you know, not. Not a reflection on the team at all, Brendan, to be honest with you. They're really good contenders, really good team. And started, but I'm sure they'll just be very disappointed in themselves. But in saying that, Eric and Kieran were, were phenomenally good yesterday as well. Like, you know, you look at their passing ability, their skills, their attacking play. They were well drilled for the game. And again, they had home advantage, Brendan, so that's always a big thing as well.
0: Yeah. The well, your your views on them were they just a part of what you were saying that just wasn't going to be Terman's day yesterday and that was uh, what did you feel on 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 the as the warden of those sunburns? certainly you know that gives a, a massive boost to the to the opposition
4: Absolutely does. Like, and, uh, myself and Adrian, uh, McGittigan and Kevin McGittigan, the two tournament managers after, I did a piece, a reaction piece with them after. And what they were saying is that they found they were a little bit naive going on against Ulster, uh, refereeing and stuff that you can get away with a hell of a lot more, maybe in Donegal. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? You know, um, maybe we get away with too much in this county, but. I've seen it before with lines people, um, umpires and referees in Ulster. Uh they're very tight. They don't tend to let a lot away. The the Lines people are there and they're watching really, really um, watching the play closely, and they're watching other, every other player as well. And one one of our sunburns came from the lineswoman pulling the referee out to the sideline for a chat. And it was after that, you know, um, it was Anna Geller, who I felt was harshly sunburned at that stage for apparently sort of consistently fouling, you know, but and, and then Jodie McFadden's as well. I think it was harsh, to be honest with you. Um And, uh, like, the third son, but then came in in the second half, Brendan, and again, like, referees maybe not tolerating any back chat and stuff like that. And, you know, like, and the boys would have said, like, as you say they don't get away with enough but then they were, they felt you know that their players would be pulled as much and it was happening there girl Kieran Kieran's were pulling and and challenging our girls as much but nothing seemed to be you know doing. but then i looked sort of I, i'm saying this from a really neutral point of view that's what was going on the field um in every game you're going to have that but when you have a game where there's three sunburns and five penalties you know um I don't know, the referee, you know, probably just maybe wasn't on his game yesterday as well. So there was a, lot of, a few controversial decisions as well. So that's the way it goes. That's football for you, Brendan. Um, you know, on any given day you go out, it's hard to know how it's going to go. But, you know, you really do have to be disciplined as players when you go into Ulster football um, because you won't get away with very much at all. And Mo, listen,
0: it's not as if Thurman need a learning process. Or is this a New East team, do you feel, it's building? Because you're on about the so many Ulster final uh, and the two champions that you won in the other finals as well. You know, there's time Terman would have gone on and bossed teams like this. Is there a change a small bit in Terman or are other teams in Ulster up in their game, do you see, at club level?
4: Well, to be honest with you, I was thinking about this. Like, yesterday, Done the reigning champions, you know, who've won 2021, 20, is it? Back to back provincial titles, um, in Monaghan, there, uh, they were beat by Antrim's Moneyglass. So, I mean, talk about a year to to want to one a quarter final for Terman and and to progress into Ulster when when you see the the, the likes of mine going out. But, you know, back to that, like, uh. You can't fault. I don't think it's uh, it's a case that Terman, you know, just Terman had a bad day, to be to be truthful. There's yeah. still a wealth of experience. When you look they have five county players, two ex county players, Rushing the Rushing Frail and Shannon McLaughlin. They have Evelyn Evelyn McGinley, Emer Geller, Nicole McLaughlin. Johnny McFadden and Kieran McGarvey as county players, so a wealth of experience dotted throughout the teams, and a lot of great minors coming into the mix there as well. So I can't put it down to the fact that they're they're not a good team or maybe not a team of the past. They're they're a different team certainly, and football's changing in that way. Uh, but and and like to get out of our own county you know you have to give credit where credit's due uh, Funn and Maval have been phenomenal teams in, in our own county over over the last number of years and I have felt that Terman or Glenfinn or anyone going into Ulster from Donegal have a real good shot at Ulster because I feel that some of the rest of the teams don't have the calibre of footballers that, footballers that we have in Donegal or we've, we have had in Donegal you know we have lost the likes of Yvonne and the likes of you know Karen don't know what's going to happen Karen this year whether she'll play or not Geraldine McLaughlin has gone, you know, so we're losing players, we're losing those and more experienced players, but we're also looking to a new generation of footballers coming up and football will change. But no, I don't think I could say that it's down to the fact that, you know, maybe there's a lack or there's a different team where it's a, it's a, a less experienced team. Uh, From a tournament perspective, I think it just was overall a bad day and things just didn't go the way they they were. And Eregel Cairn were really, really up for it on the day. They've only won one provincial title before back in 2007. They have a couple of minor titles under their belt now and, you know, they're going very, very well as a team. Uh, They have a lot of bite and a lot of hunger, you know, so... I think
0: that's kind of more the way it is what happened yesterday, Brendan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, a lot of things happening at Donegal there, as I say, their men look like they're going to win another title as well. A lot of good things happening at the club. But oh, I suppose on top of that as well, you know, Donegal, as an overview, you, know, you mentioned those teams that have dominated. There seems to be a few sides on the way up now, you know, particularly like what's happening out in Dunlow and St Union seem to be getting a bit better. Like it's boding a bit better in terms of maybe a spread of teams that are starting to come under it from that uh, real dominating time of 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 ter- especially Terman and Glenfin.
4: Yeah, well, you you hit the nail on the head there. Like there is a bigger spread of teams now than there was a number of years ago, where you see one team reaching the top and staying at the top for a long time, and it may have looked like that over the last number of years. You know where you've ended up with Glenfin, uh and and po- and probably Terman and and Championship finals, but they have had, I guess the the luck of the green and what what the in terms of the caliber of players that they've had over the number of years, but yeah you talked about Dunloy coming to the forefront you know they're in a junior they're in a junior uh, championship uh, quarter final next weekend against Coal Island um and you know I really would put my money on Dunloy for winning that they won the junior um, junior championship here in Donegal um with a, a great victory over Downings, uh you know their their girls have won the under fourteen. Uh, the under-16 and just, just there recently, the minor championships as well here. So, you know, talk about a team that's going from strength to st- strength which can only strengthen uh, Donegal football um, and as a whole in terms of the Donegal ladies at the minute. So, we'll be looking to teams like those teams, and they may be playing at junior level now at the minute, but they're working their way up the board and intermediate and, you know, senior eventually. And those are the type of players we're going to be looking for in the next number of years uh, in terms of a Donegal team. So it's really, really positive. Nivora unfortunately, bowed out of the intermediate championship uh, to Antrims Glen Navy by just two points as well, uh, Brendan. So, I mean, talk about a team that's very, very close as well. And, you know, Niamh has yes. been a team that we talked about a lot. Recently, as well, so it's yep. really, really positive, Brendan. You great
0: know, great to see you Mo, and always good to finish on a positive note. And of course, you might coach the Donegal team in the future. Uh, just bring <laughs> us on, bring all that knowledge through. Uh, Mo would yeah. <coughs> love to see it. Listen, Mo, Brent, as ever, if you
4: can make more time for me, maybe uh, <laughs> we will see because okay, well, I don't well, know where I'm going
0: to get the time out oh, of. Oh, there you go. Time is always the enemy. Listen, Mo, yeah. thank you very much for wrapping things up there as ever for us this evening. Top, top, top stuff, star.
4: Toxin,
0: soon, soon, Thank you, thank you. That's Mariana O'Donnellair there, fair play there. Uh, that's us out of time this evening, folks. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Joe Dex for producing as ever, Head of Sport. Oshine Kelly and, of course, my guests this evening, Ryan Ferry of the Donegal News, former championship winner Stephen Casty and John Gilday. We now are going to look to Ulster Campaigns. For the men's teams right across the board, uh, we're going to look and see how they're going. We'll keep an eye on them and keep updating you as the week goes on. Stay tuned, of course, for the excellent Monday night sessions. Uh, the two lads are coming in. Get the tunes on. Me and Joe will put the feet up now and get a wee cup of tea. Joe, is that all right for you? The thumbs up. I'll speak to you all well next week.